0: Good morning. It is Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. A delight to have you along with us. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Northeast Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. Learn more and find your plan at deltadentalcoversme.com. And joining us uh, once again today in studio, having uh, made the trek From the Bay State, it is Dr. Barry Taylor. Dr. Barry Taylor is the author of Love Your Body, Your Path to Transformation, Health, and Healing, the Revised Edition. And Dr. Barry, welcome back. Great to have you back in the Granite State.
1: Good morning to you. Good to be here. It's great to be
0: here. Always a a delight to have you on the show. And and, and most of the time, you're, you're on the phone from your home in Massachusetts. Uh, But uh, we we love to have you here in New Hampshire, where I know you spend a lot of time.
1: Uh, And the helicopter that you sent me made it so easy.
0: (laughs) Uh, I mean, we we could have sent the limo, but it would have taken longer. So we wanted to get you up here as as soon as as possible. I know one of the last times you were in New Hampshire, you were uh, enjoying the talents of a guest we had on the show a a month or so back, Grace Kelly.
1: Ah, Grace is a sweetheart and a wonderful talent. I, I <clears throat> encourage your listeners to go hear her in October. She's playing in Concord.
0: Yeah, she's going to be at the Capitol Center for the Arts yes. uh, in in Concord. Yes, in October. Yes, I at,
1: think I should come up and go with you.
0: I think that would be a great idea. Yeah, I I think we will, I, I will uh, make get, a date of that. I will
1: get I yes. will get us tickets. Yeah, Grace is a child um, prodigy. Now, I think she's 29 or 30, so she's a little bit older than a child. But she's a delightful, generous, uh, super talented saxophone player mm. who plays all sorts of genres. Uh, went to Berklee School of Music, so she's not yeah. just somebody who picked it up. Um, Fred Taylor, bless him, passed away. Uh, he championed her. He was Paul's Mall, Lenny on the Pike. Fred Taylor was the impresario producer who produced all of those um, shows and people that brought in for decades. Yeah, And he found Grace when she was 12. Wow. And then she, da, 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 she was traveling. I think she mentioned on the show that you did. I listened to that interview. It was a great interview. If people want to listen, look in the archives of Ken interviewing Grace. Um, and yes... Um, I like her, Um, she's become a friend, and um, I, I think I'm an official groupie. I think I think you are. I, 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 think I, think you are. I, I think you are. I think I'm on the list,
0: but, but not that there's anything wrong with it. Yeah, I think I'm an official groupie of Tower of Power. Yes, Got uh, it. okay. But uh, Grace is a little bit more contemporary. Yeah, and uh, and and really, uh, I I can't wait to see her in in person. I, yeah, She's, sorry I missed the Nashua event. And that and,
1: was her quintet. Uh, different fabulous, yeah. fabulous musicians. Uh, 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 organist pianist and a, a, a bass and a drummer and she plays sax uh, a soprano alto baritone I mean she plays all sorts of So baritones like bigger than her it's like it takes up three <laughs> quarters of imagine. her body yeah. Man, yeah she's a small diminutive lady with a just huge heart and a huge um, relationship with her breath so whether it's Stan Kenton or or different Coltrane uh, or she'll play Michael Jackson or she'll play all different kinds of pop stuff. The concert coming up in October is something she's been working on that I went to the premiere of uh, in April, uh, which is a project where she's just playing theme music from movies. Mm, yeah. And it's um, fun.
0: Well, that's going to be fun. Yeah. You like does. movies. I like movies. Yeah. And uh, that'll be a fun night at the Capitol Center for the Arts, and that will be in October, and we'll uh, talk more about that. Maybe yeah. we'll even have her back uh, yeah. on the show so she can Good. talk about that particular show that she is doing yeah. uh, in uh, October in Concord. So, yeah. And uh, she has become uh, internationally renowned yes. now. She, she travels all over the world. Yeah. And you you try to catch her as often as you possibly can.
1: Yeah, I, I've probably seen her 12, 15 times. Wow, She's very wow. very sweet. Really dear parents, Irene and Rob are great, delightful people. Yeah, very yeah. good. I'd so love I to can, cheer her on.
0: Cannot wait to uh, to see her in person and uh, hear her live. We heard her, yes. uh, you know, during the course of our interview that we did a couple of months back. Yeah, and she was just a very easy. Yeah. And you also
1: one one of the things I loved about your interview with her Ken is that you spliced in some of her music. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah I think we, we played, played three different songs. Yeah, right? yeah. And that was great. Yeah. I mean, I love listening to your voice, but when you cut to well, her tracks, it's yeah, like okay. But, but she great. she
0: is uh she is amazing. An yeah. amazing talent without yeah. without question. And uh, we are talking uh, today. Our our topic is uh, aging with vitality right. and mindfulness. Right. And uh, you know, a community, a community connection, yeah. a very important right. to how you age with vitality right. and mindfulness.
1: Right. And how do we bring Grace Kelly's energy and joie de vivre? How do we bring her sparkle? You know, when you see her alive, did you do anything on Zoom or was it all radio?
0: It was all, all phone, yeah, phone.. Yeah, so yeah.
1: when you see her, I mean, she's got one of those smiles, um, you know, from ear to ear. Yeah. You know, how do we bring Grace Kelly like energy to people who are feeling alone? Loneliness is one of the huge factors of aging with vitality and mindfulness. People who are mourning a loss, mm-hmm. friend, relative. Yeah somebody at work. They've retired, huge shift in their routine of what they do in the day. Um, Loss of some network, different reasons somebody might feel more lonely, uh, loss of friends or companions, Um, some change in where they're living, something about their physical health. um, So they have challenges listening and talking. You know, their brain doesn't maybe work quite as fast. Hard for them; they're sh- ashamed about talking about that. Uh, maybe they drive less.
0: I mean, look yeah, at all
1: that's... the possibilities that somebody might have to be dealing with in their—hopefully hmm, not fifties, but certainly for some people in their sixties and seventies—that might have them fear that they're becoming a burden. You know, they—they mm-hmm. they might fear financial difficulties. They might have a million dollars. They might have $500,000. they are never going to spend all that given their expenses. But yet there's a certain uncertainty uh, because uh, you never have enough. Their mindset is um, fragile, frail. Um, so this social isolation that people – You, me, all of us don't get that alone doesn't mean lonely is one of the biggest causes of aging poorly. Um, If people want some of my notes of this show, they Mm -hmm. can email me um, because I have a, a whole bunch of different citations. There's something called the Roots of Loneliness Project, January 2023 pretty close, only six months ago, yeah. the, the, and, and www.rootsofloneliness.com, where they have statistics of seniors in the United States and in the United Kingdom of how many of us, I'm not going to go through all the statistics that I have in front of me, it's staggering. Mm. It's staggering the numbers of seniors living that are not just alone, But when you talk to them, they are very in touch with feeling that sense of disconnection. Loneliness is different than being alone. Mm -hmm. You can be alone and have Christ in your heart. You can be alone and be in touch with Allah or Moses or the Dalai Lama or or some prophet of your faith that has you feel connected. Right. You can go to church and mass six times a day and be very depressed and anxious. (laughs) It's not working for you really other than you go to man. So this idea of feeling connected um, has massive effects on health Mm -hmm. where there's lots and lots of research about how this undercurrent of a mood that's not just negative it's painful this sense of emptiness this sense of maybe somebody's not kicking their feet and they're not OCD and they're not anxious but they're depressed and maybe the vocabulary of their faith or their family hasn't given them the words to be able to identify it so there's a lot of effects of loneliness and health that we can talk about and things that we might consider um teaching people in their 50s and 60s and 70s um, how to accept loneliness as something that we all go through in life and how what might we do to adjust.
0: Well, we'll continue with that. And and you're never lonely. You always have uh, Honey, your dog, by your side in studio today here at uh, WKXL, NHtalkradio.com. Dr. Barry Taylor and Honey with us today live and uh, uh, we are talking about aging with vitality and mindfulness, and we're also talking about loneliness. And there are, there are a lot of lonely people out there. The Beatles even sang about that in 1964 with uh, Eleanor Rigby. All the lonely people, where do they all come from? Well, they're all around us. We will take a break. Kale & Company continues right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Dr. Barry Taylor is with us, and we are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. We will be right back. Welcome back. It is Kale & Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Our guest in studio this morning And this evening, if you're listening to us after 7 p.m., is Dr. Barry Taylor. And Dr. Barry is the author of a book entitled Love Your Body, Your Path to Transformation, Health, and Healing. The revised edition is out there. Uh, Where is it available?
1: Uh, It's on Amazon. Uh, People would like a signed copy. They can order it from my website, www.sign.com drbarrytaylor.com. All of the profits of my book, <clears throat> I give to um, Patramama.com. It's an organization that deals with the environment. Uh, I give to uh, um, Richie Davidson, University of Wisconsin. They study the effects of meditation and health. So all of the proceeds when I sell my book, <clears throat> uh, which is more proceeds that I can give when people order it from um, my website. I, I like to donate.
0: Yes, you do. And uh, you, uh, you do a lot for, for many, many people. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And you, you have for years. We, we've talked in the early segment today, the first segment about loneliness and being alone. And uh, that is really the, the biggest risk uh, for aging, is it not?
1: The health of effects of loneliness are profound uh, the impact of loneliness is similar to that of smoking 15 cigarettes a day
0: really yeah
1: so mm. this roots of loneliness study has come out um, one in four adults report being lonely that's 25% that's a lot here's another one that's amazing uh, adults who are lonely are four times likelier to have heart failure and have a fifty-seven percent increased risk of going to the emergency room and a sixty-eight percent increase of needing to be hospitalized.
0: Wow, that—that that, that that, is something. Those are
1: big numbers. Uh,
0: I I think we all, uh, no matter what age you may be, all of us uh, need to have a sense of purpose yeah. in life. And I think that in itself yes. keeps you young, and, as it were.
1: And, and, and we use this term, we grew up hearing bucket list. Mm-hmm. But when you and I, and you and I might not retire because we feel so passionate and we can grow in our purpose of being doing what we do, there are a lot of people when they retire that it's more than just playing more golf and more than just traveling It's some sense of purpose sometimes gets lost. Um, And so there are things we want to talk about how to deal with loneliness, purpose being one of them. Mm -hmm. Here's another tough statistic. Uh, Loneliness and social isolation leads to a 32% increased risk of stroke. So, so you have a much—that's different than, you know, you've got some things going on with your brain. That's the extra factor of loneliness mm-hmm. gives you 30-plus percent more risk of a stroke. Of oh, a stroke. Wow. Um, chronic loneliness leads to more mental disease. Duh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chronic loneliness leads to more depression and anxiety.
0: Wow, it, so. What What are some of the things uh, that you you can do to uh, you know avoid loneliness? Not everybody is going to have a, a partner in life or be surrounded by friends and relatives or children or grandchildren. Not everyone has that opportunity. Uh, what are some of the things you can do to have more purpose uh, in your life?
1: So I have a number of things, but can I start with something that I think our listeners, because I didn't realize, I have a citation if anybody wants to email me that I can send you, which is the relationship of meditation on loneliness. Scientific research. Mm -hmm. What is meditation? Whenever you meditate, thank you, Jesus, or you repeat a mantra, a sound, it's not religious-like with Jesus, but uh, you you, you repeat... Herb Benson at the Beth Israel in um, Boston 20, 30 years ago had people count 1 to 10, 10 to 1. So when you're directing your mind, your mind's just not drifting and wandering. The whole um, aspect of meditation is about feeling connected. Mm-hmm. You're connecting to something than the drift of the negativity So isolation and loneliness has something to do with feeling separate. So there's a lot of um, positive effects on when people meditate on how that affects them feeling more connected because loneliness is some perception, not just of loss, Mm -hmm. but of being disconnected.
0: And meditation... Makes you there's, feel more connected.
1: Yeah, yeah. And we don't have to do it in the way a Hindu does, and we don't have to do it the way Buddhists do. But, yeah, that that's one thing. So there's a lot. Uh, and in my chapter in the book, in the second half of the book, mm-hmm. and you did a radio show with me three years ago, four years ago. There's a chapter in my book on community. So I'm going to take what you just said and the chapter on community. When people have a clear in front of you, write it on your mirror when you shave, write it on your refrigerator door when you open, and you have a sense of purpose, not just your goal, not just what you accomplish, but you have a sense of the direction your life is going, not just more of what you want to do, you have a sense of, um, this is important value for me, whether it's contributing, I wrote, that's why I wrote a chapter on mm. contribution in my book, right. and that's why I wrote a book on community, yeah. um, that people consciously and intentionally contribute. Doesn't have to be money, you don't have to be wealthy, you can volunteer your time. You can do it from your home. The my room, My grandmother, yeah. bless her soul, when I was uh, less than twenty, she had a letter from Governor Nelson Rockefeller all right yeah she d- she organized I'm bringing in my grandmother. Her name was Lillian. And in her late 80s, early 90s, she got some of the older ladies in the nursing home, wasn't assisted living, wasn't rehab, it was a nursing home where they got lists of people in their 70s and 80s on Long Island. And she set up, she designed from scratch where people every morning would call people in their 70s and 80s and check in with them
0: to see if they were alive. Nice. Yeah. I think that's a terrific service. The governor
1: yeah. of New York State sent her a letter saying, good work.
0: Yeah. and so, Rockefeller himself. And happy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, very moderate Republican. Very moderate. Um, so... Um, Being involved with community doesn't mean you have to drive somewhere. Being Mm -hmm. a really good contributor doesn't mean you have to write checks and give money. Mm -hmm. It means you have your life energy, maybe with other people, maybe by yourself, but you're doing things that meet your values that have you feel connected. There's another aspect we're going to speak about when we come back from the break on communication, Uh, About people who are seniors and at more risk for loneliness, I am suggesting have a different need for a different quality of communication. Um, We can be creative, you and I, um, and our families and people we know on – what are we going to do, Ken? You could say to a listener, because who he he could hear you and say, what are you going to do this weekend to have fun? I mean, one of my spiritual teachers would, li- would f- often finish her teachings by, after we do this, a three-hour workshop, and her sign-off would be, have fun. There you go. You know, and um, what's a person who's 73, 78, 82, feeling diminished, Disconnected. What's on their agenda that they could have fun? Is it to watch a certain kind of show on TV? Is it to, you know, what what Take would it walk, what have, would it be?
0: Have an ice cream cone. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Could be very simple. You know. Very simple. All right, Dr. Barry Taylor is with us, and we'll touch more on that and other things when we continue today here on Kale and Company Live, WKXL nhtalkradio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental, which has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. Learn more and find your plan at deltadentalcoversme.com. We'll take a quick break and be back with more right here on WKXL nhtalkradio.com. Stay with us. Welcome back, Kale and Company. Live here. Great to have you along with us. And we are presented by Northeast Delta Dental, and our great friend Dr. Barry Taylor is with us, author of the book "Love Your Body: Your Path to Transformation, Health, and Healing." And we're talking about aging with vitality and mindfulness uh, in this uh, in this program today. And uh, you open all of the chapters of your book with a quote. Mm. And uh, the one in the uh, community chapter is, is from Coretta Scott King. It says The greatness of a community is most accurately measured by the compassionate actions of its members. Mm. Very well put, mm. I do believe.
1: Mm words to live by. You can imagine the wisdom that she <clears throat> experienced living with Martin and um, he he started Martin Luther King at a Baptist church that I've been to a lot in um the hood in 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 Boston. Yeah. 12th yeah. Baptist Church. Right. Of course he yeah. went
0: to Boston University. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so community, meditation, different ways that people can feel connected a especially when there are increased reasons for feeling disconnected, lonely. Mm -hmm. Sometimes somebody's deep faith, if they are a religious faith-based person, is insufficient. Um, Whatever rituals they're doing is not enough. Um, And here we are having meditation. I'm looking at the citation that I can send listeners um, BMC psychology.biocentral.com. I can send it to anybody. Meditation has positive effects on aging well. Loneliness is perceived as being separate. Meditation can be about experiencing interconnection. So that then led me to. So while there are dozens, hundreds, thousands of ways of meditating, Um, We're not verbally talking. We're not cognitively. It's not the same as prayer, Mm -hmm. speaking to God, verbalizing. You know, meditation is not about not thinking. As my friend Stephen Tyler of Aerosmith said, it's about dancing between the notes.
0: Dancing between the notes, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Is meditation.
1: So that led me. I have a... A chapter on communication. I wonder what the quote is at the beginning of my communication chapter.
0: Well, I will look it up.
1: Yeah. So um, I think there's a relationship. I'm learning there's a relationship between communication and community, between relationship between communication and our sense of self, which is why I wrote that chapter in my book. And there's, this, there's a difference can between functional and relational communication. Okay, All right. so functional communication is transactional. What needs to happen or not happen? Um, it's performative. What action are you going to take or not? It's logistical. What's going to occur and how are you going to do it? It's procedural. How will it happen how so these are communications they're transactional they're procedural they're performative um, Functional communication is all about information facts, cerebral intelligence right good good bad right wrong self talk now i'm making a distinction between functional communication and relational communication okay um Who needs to be really good functional communicators? Doctors, surgeons, lawyers. You don't want your surgeon to say, pass that shiny thing. (laughs) Functional communication is very specific. Business executives, politicians, leaders, engineers, pilots. You want a pilot to functionally be able to speak to the air traffic control tower in a way that's communicating, function. Relational communication is what is important is relationship. It's about communion. It's about connection. We're not interested if you get the facts right or not. Relational communication is about how you feel and how you allow other people to feel. Do I listen well when you tell me about sea dogs and uh, fisher cats. Do I listen well about your love of Tower of Power? You know, Do you feel heard as a human being? A lot of human beings in their 20s, 30s, 40s, any age, don't feel heard. Teenagers don't feel heard. Old people are lonely. We're talking about loneliness. It's because they don't feel heard. So at the core of relational communication is an exchange of heart It's not an exchange of cognition Mm -hmm. in facts, right, wrong, how do we do this, where is this ice cream store? It's, you're going to feel so good when I take you to the ice cream store. I'm going to get your mouth to water. That's a relational, different than do you want chocolate chip or vanilla. That's informational exchange. So right and wrong communication is less important than a sense of being seen being heard, understood, or connected. It leaves people more inspired and empowered. So your expressions verbally of what you say, Mm -hmm. helpful. You know, people are pretty good wordsmiths. Sometimes, I mean, when my son co-wrote my book, people, when they read my book, Ken, they go, God, your son is a really great writer. I go, yeah. I mean Luke, Luke is a magical wordsmith. but that's different than when I was writing it with him, and he was um, digesting my thoughts of the tone of the book. So tone and your sense of empathy being connected is different than functional. So I'm so who needs to be good relational communicators, faith leaders, teachers, parents? Coaches, therapists, and others. So I'm suggesting, thank you for your patience, that seniors, because of loneliness and their life changes Mm -hmm. of loss, things that we went over, jobs, change of environment, need more relational communication and haven't spent their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, unless they have, learning that it's not just different words. It's different intention. Slow down. They need people to slow down, not speak as fast as you and I have the capability of. They need even more feedback. Thanks for saying that. I really appreciate you including me in that. That's relational communication. When you know that you can never thank, acknowledge, and, and recognize and validate somebody enough. Right. Ever. Ever. Yep. Ever. You can, know. you know, p- people are starving to be thanked. Mm-hmm. Seniors who are lonely, who are feeling disconnected for the reasons that we've talked yeah. about. I'm suggesting in the work and this workshop and the teachings I'm now doing that the normal aging underlines the loss of relational communication because people in their families, they don't go to work anymore. People in their senior centers, Maybe don't realize that this man or woman needs even more what's called active listening, Mm -hmm. empathy. This person needs to be even more appreciated for what they're doing well rather than all the things they're forgetting.
0: I think we all need some positive reinforcement from time to time. Yeah. No, no doubt about yeah. that. And by the way, uh, the communication chapter in, yes, in, your, in your book Thank you. Thank uh, begins. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, from Brian Tracy. Okay. Uh, communication is a skill that you can learn. It's like riding a bicycle or typing. If you're willing to work at it, you can rapidly improve the quality of every part of your life.
1: And what do I have there?
0: learning recreational communication is a skill
1: learning relational communication yes. is a skill yes yeah and and this is different than somebody's really good as a surgeon lawyer fabulous talk show host a computer person that communication is a skill is it my priest is it my rabbi is it the person i love to buy tacos from who is it that's teaching me to listen better? Good communication is Mm -hmm. not just speaking more clearly. It's who's listening, how are we listening? Can I respond when I'm feeling irritated, different than I get really reactive? you know sometimes older people are shorter and more impatient yeah so when we come back from the break i want to talk a bit about nonviolent communication
0: nonviolent yeah communication yeah all, all right we will take a break right here it's kale and company live dr barry taylor is with us and he is the author of love your body your path to transformation health and healing, and uh, we'll learn more about relational communication uh, coming up as well, and how to be nonviolent in your communication, yeah, which is, is great. very important. Yeah, helpful. We are Kale and Company live here on WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Don't touch that dial. Stay with us. We have returned, magically, here on WKXL, Our guest is the doctor. Not Dr. J, but Dr. Barry Taylor. And uh, Dr. Barry Taylor has been with us uh, a number of times in the past year. But this is the first time since we've been here at WKXL that he has graced us uh, with his presence uh, in the studio, and uh, it is great to have you with us. And uh, we've been talking about uh, relational uh, and interaction, yeah, mm-hmm. and, uh, and 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 you you teased before we took the break uh, how it should be nonviolent, and and what do you mean by that?
1: So there's a wonderful thought leader named Marshall Rosenberg, and he created and, and he was an, an, an unbelievable negotiator um, um, with really difficult situations uh, in the Mideast and all over. And, and he wrote a book called Nonviolent Communication. It's a tool. It's not the right way to communicate. And if you don't use nonviolent communication, it's the wrong way. Um, But there are things in that book like mirroring. So you can ask somebody when they say something, um, Ken, would you like me to repeat back what I just heard you say? And you could say, no, uh, no, I really hear, you know that I heard you. But given the distortion that people have in hearing something other than what has been said, Marshall had many, many tips, has many tips in his book. Then there's a workbook so you can apply what he's teaching. And one of the things he uses Uh, about tone and listening well is called mirroring. And you say, you know, would you like me to, to short version, Cliff Notes version, repeat back what you say. And you learn to speak on radio or TV, not in 10 minutes at a time. You you learn to speak with people if you want them to get it because people's brains can't digest long-winded sentences. Right. So a step with aging with vitality is to speak in more relational terms. Speak to yourself more from your heart. Get more in touch with what you need. Marshall, second tip in nonviolent communication, makes a distinction between needs and wants. So when I'm not doing herbs and vitamins and homeopathy and cleansing and detoxing and the physical aspects of the first half of my book Mm -hmm. on digestion and immune systems and digestion, I'm working with people on their confusion usually of I want to go to the movies with you. I would have loved to have seen Indiana Jones with you. We could have had a ball. Would have been different than, I had a ball when I went by myself, by the way, Mm -hmm. but it would have been great to sit next to you. And if you ask somebody, think of a couple, and one of them says, would you like to go to the movies? And one of them says, nah. One option would go, why not? We haven't been to the movies for a long time. You know, God, we never, and you go down that road of being disappointed because you want somebody to do something. And uh, it's maybe not what they want to do right now. Or they do, but not now. Well, another, Marshall will say, fork in the road, is to say, um, so what's important for you? Being careful why, like you want them to explain it. But what's your need? You know, what's, what's important about going to the movies with me? And then somebody could say well, we haven't spent some intimate time. And although it's dark in a theater and it's not like going for a walk, um, you know, I really have a need to connect. We haven't spent any quality time. And I thought that would be a good thing for us to do. And then somebody say, if it's the male, could say, well, that's a chick flick, you know. I don't know if I want to go that for you. But if the male knew some nonviolent communication skills, the male could say, I'm going to join you. I think you're right. I have a need to connect with you, too. Now we're connecting on a need basis, not on what we want. Mm-hmm. Would you be okay if I didn't go for the to the movies with you, but would you consider that if you go with your friend Sally or go by yourself or go with the – that you and I go for a walk because I'd love to connect with you. Now the person has owned – she, if it was a she – She really did want to share the movie. She might be disappointed. But the need underneath the want was connection. That could have gotten completely missed in the communication Mm -hmm. because there's no relational communication. It's just about a want. So Marshall um, Rosenberg developed this exquisitely simple system called nonviolent communication about – how we speak to ourselves in our head, how we um, offer judgment and criticism to other people. Do we have a tone of being a critical parent, which has you listen in a more childlike mode where you kind of bristle back and you feel defended, but you know you could really never really defend against your patients when they, your parents, not patients, when your parents criticize you. So there are moments that we might offer somebody some negative feedback and some judgment, but in a different tone. So uh, it's not a big, thick book, Ken. It's it's not hundreds of distinctions. There's one about empathy and mirroring, uh, there, which is about listening skills. There's a huge section about distinguishing between needs and knowing how to language them so you can share. You know, this is why it would be important for me to have lunch. Well, I'd love to eat with you. Boy, there's something the way I'm wired up about breaking bread with a, a brother, and and if we can't do lunch, uh, then maybe we can just go to the park bench. We'll be hungry on the park bench, by the way. We <laughs> <You> won't eat. <laughs> so, r- so I'm suggesting, as I have mm, a fair amount of patients, friends, because of our age, mm. uh, who are in their 70s and 80s, and I'm, I'm, I'm realizing that different than people in their 30s and 40s and 50s who are missing being heard, understood, don't feel seen, that a lot of seniors, it even gets underlined and underscored more that they need relational skills. And it's not just remembering more. We're going to talk about that in another show when we talk about the brain mm-hmm. remembering more. Um, and, you know, people can go on Amazon and, and get Marshall Rosenberg's book. It's a real easy-to-read book. A- and then there are coaches, you know, me or plenty of other coaches. Watch some YouTubes on nonviolent communication.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you, you mentioned tone. Yeah. And that is a very, I, I would think, important aspect of nonviolent communication
1: how do you how do you get angry and irritated and resentful with somebody in a way that doesn't have them cross their arms and go right into the fence? because they're they're not going to be able to hear the message because the, 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 the messenger is uh, doing it in a tone mm-hmm. that they feel reminds them of some teacher in Sunday school or some alcoholic parent or uncle, yeah. or somebody who, when they got corrected when they were young, got shamed. And so unresolved shame, for a lot of people of a lot of ages, is Marshall will talk about, You know, how do you offer somebody a judgment? How do you get yourself quieter inside, so you can say, I'm really angry with you, Ken, in that how do you talk on behalf of the anger rather than I'm in the anger you know do i have the patience and restraint to go out for a walk cuddle with my dog honey <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> go have a glass of water you know go read something or a from glass the,
0: of elderberry wine or it, well, you know, it,
1: read something from the bible do something and then come back and say hey you know i felt betrayed and when i feel betrayed i feel really angry and Deliver the communication in a way where I don't want to pee all over. Can I say that on the radio? I don't want to uh, harm the relationship. But I'm human. I'm angry. You know, I'm hurt. So uh, nonviolent communication is one of a, a number of different ways that in the last 20, 25 years, I've learned um, to communicate abnormally different than a normal person, different than my mother.
0: <laughs> how, how would your mother communicate?
1: Um, Yelling very loud, ah. very critically, uh, very righteously, very righteously, very critically, very loudly. You, 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 how could you?
0: Well, there you go. And I know you don't. <laughs> God bless her.
1: She she is organizing heaven somewhere. I'm sure she's getting people to march and step.
0: There you go. And uh, tone tone means a lot. There is no doubt about that. When you're, you're talking about uh, uh, communicating, and uh, we appreciate all that uh, that you communicate with us. Thank you, thank Dr. You. Barry Taylor. Thanks, thanks for having Uh me. Whether it be from a, a perspective of uh, of physical health or mental health yeah, and yeah. We, we appreciate all that you do and uh, the website for Dr. Barry is very simple, drbarrytaylor.com, it doesn't get any easier than that unless you uh, tune in to uh, nhtalkradio.com. That's pretty simple, too, and we want you to do that. And that'll do it for this edition of uh, Kale & Company here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Again, our thanks to Dr. Barry Taylor. And next time uh, Barry joins us, we're going to talk about brain care. All right, so we will tell you uh, when that is coming up and it will be in the not-too-distant future.
1: Thanks, Ken. Thanks for having me.
0: Kale & Company Live, right here, WKXL, WKXLNHtalkradio.com. Thanks for being with us.